Welcome back again to Your Daily Bible Podcast as we continue working our way through the story. Now, up until this point in the story, God has created the heavens and the earth and everything that's in it. He's created a perfect garden, and in that garden placed the pinnacle of all of his creation, created in his own image, mankind. So here we are living in the garden, and everything, as the Bible says, is very good. And now Genesis chapter 3. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other wild animal the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, You may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it, or you will die. You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit on the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called out to man, Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, so I hid. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man said, The woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree, and I ate it. Then the Lord said to the woman, What is it that you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly and you will eat dust all of the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. To the woman he said, I will make your pains and childbearing very severe. Your painful labor, you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. To Adam he said, Because you have listened to your wife and ate fruit from the tree, which I commanded you, you must not eat from. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil you will eat food from it all of the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow you will eat the food, until you return to the ground, since from it you were taken. For from dust you are, and to dust you will return. Adam named his wife Eve, because she would become the mother of all of the living. The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife, and and clothed them. And the Lord God said, The man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. He must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat, and then live forever. So the Lord God banished him from the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. After he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the Garden of Eden cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. Okay, amen. Now I chose today to read the entire chapter 
three of the account of the fall from the book of Genesis because it is such a pivotal moment of understanding for us in the great big story of God. You see, what God had created was good, was perfect, and everything that he had made was good and was perfect. But Adam and Eve decided to rebel. Adam and Eve decided, chose to go against God and what he had said was good and what he had created us to live in and experience uh, this freedom of life and freedom of relationship that we were designed to have. We decided to rebel against. We, mankind, decided to, to sever, to break. And when that took place, that free, easy, comfortable uh, life that Adam and Eve were living in in the garden was in an instant broken. Death flooded into the world, into our bodies, into our cells, into nature itself, and all of the earth was cursed. You see, the rest of the biblical story from this point forward is about God restoring what was lost in the fellowship and the relationship with mankind in the garden. The story of the Bible is about how God is going to once and for all win back for himself a people to live with, to dwell with, to care for, to love, to be in family with. But as we will see as we go through this story over and over and over, mankind is going to choose our own way, our own path, our own selfish, self-gratifying desires over God's purpose and God's plan time and time again. And we can see right here in this story the foreshadowing already starting to take place. One, in God's promise as he's actually cursing Eve, we find out about the one day when the serpent's head is going to be crushed and the serpent's going to bite that uh, son of Eve on the heel. And we see also in here the very first death that takes place in this world that God created isn't when Cain kills his brother Abel. It's actually when God fashions clothing out of animal skins to clothe Adam and Eve. And right there from the very beginning, God is signaling that in order to clothe us and cover us from our shame, from our hiding, and from our sin, it's going to take the shedding of blood. We're going to see these themes repeat themselves all the way through God's big story. Let's pray. Lord, I am so incredibly grateful that even in our sin, um, even in our rebellion, that you don't give up on us, that you don't um, turn away from us, but that you, from the very beginning, had a plan, a plan that was going to cost you your very one and only most beloved son. And God, we are just thankful today that even in the midst of our rebellion that we continue in to this day, instead of turning away, instead of um, once again just flooding the earth, you're patient, you're kind, you're gracious, and as difficult it, as it is for us to comprehend at times, you're not looking to condemn the world, but you sent your son to save the world. We thank you for it. In his name, amen.